Welcome to the new day, my fellow pot thoughts. I'm coming to you from fat, sassy, dessert-laden Buffalo, New York. How we doing? I'm your host, Logan Eldine Misseldine. And today, I don't really have a really specific plan to this podcast or anything in general, other than the topic that I'm, I'm going to come up with a title after I record this, so you all know what's going on before I do, apparently. But So I'm just going to be rambling and talking about just nature and my thoughts and just things that I, I want for this year and things that are going on for me and things that have going on. You know, this is different than an Adventures in the Wood story podcast, but I might share a story here or two, just a little bit or allude to some stories. But other than that, I'm just going to be just going to be rambling on. I'm just going to be, uh, you know, I'm just, just speaking some thoughts out. Maybe you guys will enjoy it. Maybe not. Let me see if I'll do more of these. But I'm just feeling the vibe to just kind of just sit there and think and just just plot along and have you guys uh, be along with me. So, other than that, um, I, this isn't gonna be a podcast where I'm gonna like beg you guys to share, like, uh, subscribe, all that stuff. I mean, I, I'd love if you guys subscribe, like, and stuff, but I'm not gonna be too, I'm not gonna be too much of an attention whore on that. But I'm just gonna let you know, guys, if you really do, honestly, do like this, please just do it. It, it, it gives me a better idea of what. Is good, what is bad, so I'm not going to be asking you guys crazy, I'm not going to be like one of those YouTubers that's like, like and subscribe at the end of this video if you like it, like, no, I'm just going to say if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it, but, you know, it's just a little PSA up front, you know, I'd, I'd actually really appreciate it, but other than that, I'm not going to bore you guys with that, I'm not going to be <clears throat> begging you here and there, but, um, I'm just going to be trying to bring you guys information and stories that you would want to share, so that's, that's all I'm looking for, so, um, you know, it's brand new, this is fresh, small, little project that i got going on i'd love to see how large it can get so if you guys want to share and support me and that's perfectly fine if not if you want to listen to it yourself keep it selfish whatever i don't care it's up to you whatever i'm here for you boo um but with that let's get this show on the road hey yo i am back hope you enjoyed that little uh, little fun little segment so honestly this podcast is just kind of just a little ramble on i've got some as experience sharing some thoughts sharing all this, the good stuff so i'm recording now at work so we're gonna see if i can uh if i can get through this <laughs> so honestly like i've just been thinking and like spring is here you know the, the the leaves of at least here in buffalo have just sprung over night one one day i was looking at the buds and i'm like hello like like please please bloom soon and then all of a sudden overnight it just kaboom green and those white flowers that smell like shit and and they're everywhere you know and there's some there's some other colors moving around there's some some uh some of those cherry blossoms and stuff so i mean it's it's it we're here we're official it's it's uh 77 degrees according to my car and feels a lot hotter than that but you know, I'm I'm glad finally uh, getting us out of this uh, winter slump that we may have been in. I know I was in. You know, certainly get there every year. You know, it's snow is all fun games, and you know, and before Christmas. But no, we're we're out of it now. We we made it. So you know, I'm just trying not to get attacked by attacked by geese this this year. There, there's a whole infestation in where I'm at in my work. So, but. You know, and I'm I'm excited for this year. This year is gonna be a really big year for me when it comes to nature. I've got a, I've I've got a whole camping trip planned. Um, I mean, I know it's not very naturey, but you know, I got looking at some concerts to go to with the wife. You know, some good old ska punk. Yeet. You know, some good less than Jake and real big fish. If anyone knows of them, I totally recommend them. They're they're coming to town, and you know, I've just got a lot going on. But I'm especially excited, um, to just like 
you know, just just get get back out there. You know, I, I haven't for the past couple of years, I haven't been out in nature a whole ton, especially like not anything backcountry. You know, since since my last adventure, uh, I just told you all about. So, you know, I'm I'm just getting really psyched out for it. You know, fall is coming. Fall is life. Let me tell you. Um, you know, because I mean, it goes hand in hand with my goals this year. You know, I really want you know with this with this whole camp out uh, canoe trip. I'm 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 just looking to give my wife a, a really a hardcore experience. I mean, not the hardest core, but you know, more than just glamping, you know, not anything's wrong with glamping. I just want to give her an experience that I've had before. And, you know, not necessarily a place that I've been the exact same place that I've been before, but somewhere that's comfortable enough that I can guide her through. So, you know, this is gonna be fun for her. She, she, she's, she's actually excited about it. It's not something I'm just pushing on her, which I've done before, but you know, this is, this it's, it's going to be good. You know, the weather's going to be great. And, you know, we're, 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 we're excited for that, but also, you know, when it comes into fall, it's just like, like everybody says it, but you know, fall is my favorite time of year. Like, oh my gosh, that's so aesthetic. Like it's my thing. Like you don't even understand. Fall is my life. Like, no, like, like fall is legit. Like my thing. It, it's because there's something about fall where it's just like all the energies of like the, the whole like habitat around you. It's just, it's just refocusing. It's like, it's like, it's at, it's at its peak that time of year. I don't know what it is. Everyone thinks that spring and summer, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the ideal. Like to me, it just seems like spring and summer are just like that first feast after you've like fasted or like you've like withheld yourself from eating for so long. Um, and, uh, you know, you're just getting up. But by the time it gets to fall, and that's why I think it's the harvest time. Once you really hit fall, that's when like shit's hitting the fan. Like you're, you're bulked out, you're swole, you're yoked. You know, you've got all this food in the pantry. I mean, at least speaking to like a primordial sense, you know, the, the, uh, life is abundant. You know, you've already got food on, on hand and you're preparing for winter and things are getting colder. But like, at least at that point, you're the most prepared for it. And that kind of translates into this modern life where it's like, yeah, you know, the leaves are dying and bugs are dying, which is probably the best thing ever. But, you know, they're dying, but it's like, like things are just barely getting you know, replenished for the earth, like things like the earth is just barely beginning re- being replenished. You know, this, this the nutrients are just barely starting to leach in, and you know, all the other animals and things that you know are you know ready to go for winter. They're plump. They're ready to go. You know, they're at their highest peak. You know, hence you know hence why they're mating. And a, a lot of times during that time of year, a lot of animals. You know, and for me personally, it's, it's like it, it's like along those lines of just like this whole nutrient starting to feed in. It's also like when school's starting and, you know, especially when I was in school, I remember just the first couple of months being so chock full of just energy and excitement. You know, and it's like it's like all that knowledge and those new personal experiences we take as humans. You know, when you're meeting new friends, meeting new people, it's like so invigorating, you know, and just my whole life. I've just been so like, like just just so chock full of you know, excitement for fall and it's, it's, it's restored everything I've ever needed. So I mean, along with that, and then, you know, this is my, going to be my second year hunting and I've got big plans, not anything big trips, but like, you know, I've, I've planned out where I want to go, what I'm going to do, you know, outside of just the squirrel hunting that I did last year, you know, I've, you know, I'm, I'm finally, I'm finally going to get my deer this year, doe or buck. I'm, I'm going to do my, do my part for population control and, you know, hopefully I might get both and I'll donate one and keep the other, you know, for its meat. And I'm really excited about that because last year I got really heavy into wanting to prepare my own meat, prepare my own food, cult, cultivate my own uh, uh, accountability and where my food's coming from. And, you know, I just got really super stoked off that. And, you know, I only had a chance with uh, some squirrels, but, 
you know, which were delicious. So, but I'm, I'm looking to actually get like a, an animal that's going to help last a couple months. So I'm, I'm getting prepped on that. Also some new places I want to check out and, you know, and more of that, I'm just so excited to like, to, cause a lot of times the past couple of years, it seems like, like, you know, fall's my best time, but fall's also been like my most stressed out time because it seems like I haven't been able to like reconnect. Like I have been able to, you know, with work and with life and all these things, not that anything's holding me back. It's just like, I haven't been able to connect in. So, um, you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, I'm going to be able to explore these new places. And that from the time I spent last fall in the woods, you know, uh, being quiet and observing and, you know, yes, hunting and stalking, but just that, that time spent and those pictures that I've taken and ones that I've posted already, just that time and that meditation, I'm really hoping that's going to bring in, um, and, and that new type of energy that I'm looking for. And that's, that's what I'm really excited about with that. So those are the goals that I've got. And when it comes to outdoors and I'm, I'm going to report on them, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with some stories and I'm going to, I'm going to share them on here just, just cause, um, you know, and then the last thing I got to say about fall is, is Halloween. Like, I took, I, I've wanted to take off Halloween from every, every job I've had, but I haven't been able to, but this is the year that I finally did. I was finally able to take off for Halloween. I know it's on a Wednesday, but I really don't care. Like Halloween is my favorite holiday. It's not the candy. It's, it, it's the spookiness. I'm such a spooky person. Like I'm bubbly. I'm forthright, but like I have this total like Edgar Allan Poe side where I'm just like, I just, not that I love to see people in pain and getting killed and murdered and monsters eviscerating their victims like that's not my thing i just love that slow creepy suspense of like what's behind the corner what's behind that door what does the monster actually look like when's it going to strike next i love that suspense that creepy that's why i kind of like edgar Allan poe because he's so he's so descriptive but yet he's also so like um he's not so forthcoming with detail i mean he probably couldn't be back in the day but you know he just he did it just such a perfect way and he, he, he's one of my uh all-time inspirations but like as a kid the stuff that started off was like the black cauldron the dark crystal uh even labyrinth um a handful of other jim henson stuff i mean granted you know labyrinth gave me absolute nightmares because i was such a i'm such a soft soft-hearted person that the baby in peril just terrified me but um you know i'm so stoked you know i'm, I'm i might have a halloween party like i used to like like i go all out for halloween like my wife loves Christmas. Christmas is her thing. But like Halloween, like if, if I have the funds, like I, I deck up the house with all that smoke machine, uh, costumes, lights, uh, you know, in, in the one wall, there's going to be decorations where it's like going to look like you're walking up into a haunted forest or a haunted house or some stuff like that. But just like, like I go all out, I go nuts. I mean, I'm, I'm, but I don't drink or do anything like that. So it's not like there's like adult, like rave party, but I mean, it's, 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 it's like, it's like a simple party, like, you know, bring friends over and you know, just talk, watch a scary movie or, or something like, you know, just, just have it fun, you know, just have it fun and simple. That That's, that's my thing for Halloween. So I'm hoping I might do this, that this year, or I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna trick or treat with my brothers-in-law. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a mask on. I, I might somehow make myself look smaller. I, I don't really care. I'm gonna trick or treat. It's, it's my tradition. So I'm, I'm gonna take advantage of it <laughs> as an adult, but you know, now, now, now I'm officially going to dive into what I really want to talk about this. Sorry, I got really kind of distracted here. Um, um, I, and I've, I've, I finally d- decided a, uh, a title for this. So just the casual encounters ca- with nature. I'm actually going to say more of a casual encounters with wildlife. Like, it's, it's something that I've always loved. And, you know, and people, we love, we love our wildlife. We love just to get in and down and dirty with them and like you know we, we just love being like oh my god i saw i saw awesome on the highway oh my god i can't believe it like there's no way 
Um, I, I, I hope that nothing got messed up there. Sorry, I, I, it looked like something got messed up here and garbled. I'm going to listen to this again, so sorry for that pause. But you know, we, we love seeing these things, and like we go nuts over wildlife. It's totally an understandable why, but, you know, and I haven't had as big of experiences as I, as I would like to, but that's only because it's in my head, and now when I'm reading them and talking about loud, I've, I've got some, some pretty good ones. I'm, I'm going to share those today just because I don't have anything really else to talk about. But, um, you know, gr- growing up, one of the first things I ever remember doing that was like a really kind of big adventure or, you know, had a kind of an encounter with wildlife, and I never actually really saw a real animal that day, but... I, uh, I went geocaching, and for anybody who doesn't know what geocaching is, essentially it's this hobby where people uh, uh, that love to use compasses and maps or GPSs and love to hike and stuff, they'll will set little waypoints out in um, out in nature, and um, we'll and we'll have a bucket or a box or some little secret hidden thing, and you know, and somehow you know we'll let others know where and where where it's at, but just by coordinates. And not like telling specifically where it is, and people who are dedicated enough to follow clues, or you know, go and find these coordinates, and a lot of times they're connected. So it's like you find like three geocaches in a row. Like you'd be like, oh, this one leads to this. This one leads to this. And and a lot of them just have like either like, oh, you found it. Write your name in a book. But some of them have like, oh, you know, you leave something and you take something. And so like you bring a toy, bring a rock, bring a stick, and like if someone's got some cool little little thing that you might be interested in, like the little action figure, you can totally take it. So I remember we went on a geocache somewhere out in Utah. I, I remember it being around an Ogden area or something like that, but just some some mountain trail, you know, something, something pretty cool and gorgeous. And I remember it was, we, we got there late and, and a storm was going to come and we almost got caught up into it. But so we were really pressured and we were just hiking and we were going fast. And I remember we hit up the geocache and I don't remember what I put in the, in the bucket, but I took out this little, it, it was like a knockoff transformer. Like it wasn't transformers, but it was like the next best thing. And it was just fun little, little ditty toy. And I, I loved it so much. I took it everywhere with me after that. Um, I ended up losing it in a restaurant, but that's, that's besides the point. But I remember as soon as after we hit that, we put everything in the bag, we moved on that we saw, I saw my first ever rattlesnake skin where it was, it was, it was a shed rattlesnake skin. I remember just being so enthralled with it. You know, I was just, I picked it up and we're looking through it and we're passing around me and my brother. And, you know, I was just, just memorizing those scale designs, just the way that it was just, um, you know, just the way that like the, the scales were different from the bottom, to the top. And, you know, it was a ratty old one. It was, it was going to get rained on. It had already been rained on. So it wasn't like perfect, but like in my mind, I was like, I got to keep this thing forever. Like, this is so beautiful and gorgeous. And just, that was one of the first things I had ever done that had really kicked, kicked in a love for wildlife, especially snakes. And, um, back, back out, back out West where, I used to live, my grandmother uh, on my mother's side lived out in a little town called Corinne, like shout out to Corinne. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and out west, there's a, there's not a lot of water that goes around, obviously, because it's very desert, it's very arid. So they have irrigation ditches. And so they they just take, it, it basically just essentially is like a little, little uh, man-made uh, river canals that like, you, there's a network from a reservoir or just a, a river system that, uh, send you can just send water to certain places, and there's a whole schedule where it gets sent off and stuff. It just sends it basically to like especially farmers or just yards and stuff. And you know your time of the week, your time of day, you get your lawn watered by this irrigation. So the the ditch that she always had 
was kind of consistently filled with water for the most part, even during the summer or especially during the summer. So it was always kind of, and there was always like leeches and, and, and tadpoles in there and stuff. And I would love to check it out. But, the, but our favorite thing was that there was, there was gardener snakes. So gardener snakes are, they're non venomous and they're just, they're s- semi mellow snakes. They're not really that big a deal. They're really common. So, I mean, they're very great for kids to explore with. So I remember we would, Every time we would go, we would just hunt for snakes. We just, just we would get in there and we'd search for them and try to grab them, and you know it was, it was just it was just so much fun. We would just find all these snakes, and um, I uh, this one time I got a, l- a little guy. I just got a little guy, and for whatever reason, they my mom and dad let me bring it home with us, and so we went to visit my other grandmother. And I was laying on the couch, and I had this thing in my shirt, and I was just, I was just chilling with it. I thought it was relaxed. I thought it was calm. It was coiled up, but like it, it stopped wriggling around a lot. And I was just watching it, and then like I made eye contact with it, and for whatever reason, it felt like it was under stress, and so it did what some snakes do, and it just opened its mouth and just like I don't know whether with its guts or just whatever it eaten, it just vomited all over my shirt, just bleh, you know, just this huge mass that was bigger than it was. And I was like, what on earth did you do, you little piece of crap? Like, what on earth the hell happened? And I was just, like, freaking out. I knew I threw the snake. And so we're like, okay. So I took it outside and put it outside. But I was just, like, cleaning off this, this vomit. And nobody believed me for a minute. Like, snakes don't puke. And then, like, here comes Animal Planet. Snakes puke. So, like, I was just, like, I was just so disgusted. And, like, honestly, I was betrayed. I felt betrayed by this little snake that just it vomited on me after I'd been, like, and I was like, I was like, I was a homie, bro. Like, come on, why, why, why you got to be like that? It was, it was so nasty. It just like it was this black and green mess. I was like, okay, so never, never again will I mess with a wild snake like that. But so, I mean, that that was like, like where I started from. I started with 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 snakes and insects and stuff, and then you know, didn't see a whole lot of like small mammals and stuff out out west unless they were killed over. But you know, when I came here to New York, like it's so rich. With with just small game and just mammals and rabbits and squirrels and deer, there's hardly any squirrels where I was out west. Like I saw one in my grandma's yard one time, and it was like the big deal. And I came out here, you got gray squirrels, you got red squirrels, you got black squirrels, which is insane. They're so creepy but cool. And so, you know, I just I just been going nuts over that. The deer, oh my gosh! Like my dad was my dad was here for like a week before he moved out, and like. Like one of the first, like it was early morning. He was driving to work, and within the first week of him, us being here, a deer ran into him. And like he still had the uh, the rib imprints on the front of the car for like years. Like they were still there. It, it, it's just that's it's that dense with deer out here. It's insane. But I I moved to a town called Clarence after a while, and you know lived in a little little fancy dancy suburb. Nothing too too crazy, but um um. And you know there there was there was plenty of deer there, and I and I got into longboarding, which is skateboarding but more meant for cruising, so or or speed essentially as as well. It's not so much trick worthy. I mean, you can do anything on anything, and I'll I'll have another podcast on that. But um, you know, so I would I would me and my brother we would skate late in the night, and one time I was skating alone, and it was like close to midnight, and I was going up a dead end practicing some some dancey tricks, just some fun, some carving, some some cruising and and all of a sudden like within 10 feet from me there was like three four deer and they were all does and fawns and they were like staring at me and i looked at them and i stopped and i was like holy crap because i didn't know if it was gonna charge me rear up and knock me down in the face or anything because i mean deer can get scary but i was just watching i was so enthralled how close i was 
and I took a step, and they didn't move. And I took a three more steps, and they didn't move. And it wasn't until I reached out my hand to, like, touch it, they, they darted away. And I was just, like, I was so impressed. I felt like Steve Irwin, honestly. I was, like, I, I, I was just, I was so just in, um, oh, God, I'm stuttering so bad. I just lost my train of thought again. Um, I, I just, I was just so impressed with myself that I was able to, like, like coax these deer into letting me be near them and, and standing with them. And, um, granted, they probably thought I had some food or something, but, you know, it wasn't until a couple months later until I saw them again. And this time they, they had a buck with them, you know, just a, a small little forky, you know, just a little, 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 little two by two. Um, and, you know, and, and the, I, I don't really understand how they work quite yet. You know, uh, you know, if, if, if the, the does protect the male, the male protects the does, and he just in, in, impregnates them or or whatever, the, whatever they do. I, I don't know how they, their family network really works, other than it's kind of like a harem-based system sometimes. But I remember me and my brother, we were we were skating, and there was a sharp left turn or a sharp right turn. We were taking the left turn, and the deer, as we were coming down the straight end, um, they jumped in across in front of us. And they were chilling in the yard. So basically, if we took the left turn, we'd be con- we'd be consistent. The way we were standing on the boards, we'd be consistently facing them. And so I decided that I was going to be a smart ass. And I'm like, I'm going to mess with these deer. Let me, let's, let, let's, let's mess around with them. Let's, let's do this. Let's see what they'll do. And so I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And I make that hard left turn. And me and the buck are squared shoulders, squared up at each other. And he's all or like erect and and ready and looking at me and just just doesn't know what's going on and I, and I start thumping my chest and I say come on let's go let's do this and I'm bowing my head and I'm bowing my head and, and I'm, I'm, I'm acting him on and the next thing you know he just he just looks at me and says fuck it and he puts his head down and he bolts for me he just runs and he's running and running and running and sprinting towards me and I'm saying oh shit and so I start pushing and pushing and I'm running and running and the deer within three feet from behind me his his front hooves touch the very uh, uh, the very shoulder of the road, and he leaps across the road. And there was a car parked across from him, and he made it like with like four feet above that car. He just just leapt. My brother was like, "Holy crap! Run! Go! Go!" And then then they scatter, and they nearly hit him, and it was insane. We're like, we just look at each other, and we're like, "Let's go home." And Man, it was it was it was a wild ride. I, I was the adrenaline was pumping, and I was just like, "This is crazy! I can't believe I just got charged by a friggin' deer! Like this is insane!" Uh, yeah, so that that's a little PSA: don't confront a deer without weapons, or just don't do it. Don't bow your head. Don't don't egg them on. That that's the most horrible thing you can possibly do. So yeah, don't do that. But you know, I was I was thinking about that, and and um. And this morning, I was driving to work, and I've just been thinking about some of this stuff. And, um, you know, I've been seeing a lot of roadkill lately. It's, 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 it's the era of roadkill and road construction. And so, and and I was just driving, and I saw this brown thing. I'm like, what on earth is that? I thought it was a rabbit. It was just coyote. And then I haven't seen one in a while. And I, it was, it was just so impressive. He was just watching the road, though. He was just waiting to run across. And so, like, like I rolled up my window and screamed at him, and he didn't even move. He didn't move at all. And it's just, it's, it's just amazing how close we are to these wild animals. I mean, granted, a coyote's not the biggest threat, but like unless you're a chihuahua or just a, a pet dog, I mean, they're 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 pretty they're pretty badass themselves. They they can they can do some damage. But I was, I was it's just so impressive just how to see this and and it's it's, it's nuts. There's there's this turkey that lives right. In, there's a, I mean some troop of turkeys, but there's this one that every Sunday 
I don't know why. It's it's it's, it's Sunday Sal. He comes out and he and he's strutting around. He's this little Jake, this tiny little beard, and he's just strutting around, walking up and down one of the busiest streets. And my wife and I, when we first saw him, he was chilling in a Key Bank parking lot, like on the flower bed. And he was just looking out at us. He was just watching us. And we're like, okay, this is freaky. And my wife's like going nuts. Never never seen one that close before. And this gorgeous feather pattern, even though it's brown and gray, you know, just this beautiful pattern the way they work and. And you know we cut we called animal control and they're like yeah yeah we just usually let the let those wild animals do their thing if we get involved it usually goes bad and it, it, it boggled my mind because sometimes turkeys have been known to get like to like mess with people when they're getting out of their cars like to attack people and you know do stuff and I I can only imagine some of these buffalo people like just because they swerve for everything like it doesn't matter what it is the pothole of the plastic bag they, they they swerve into three lanes of traffic and swerve back so I can only imagine on this busy road that. You know, the turkey's going to take one step in the road, and there's going to be three accidents in a row, like, and on, on top of just, you know, the potential of people getting attacked. So I was just so surprised that um, that they wouldn't do anything about it. And, and I was, you know, I, 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 I saw where he's probably coming from on, on, off the highway, and so I just, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting. And I told my wife, I looked at her, and I said, honey, if... If this thing gets hit, especially if it's in the parking lot and not in the road, I'm, I'm taking it inside. Like, I don't, I don't really care, like... I'm not going to let that go to waste. I mean, granted, I probably wouldn't, but it's still turkey season. I could technically still have a valid reason for it, I guess. It, it, they're, 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 they're right for the calling. So, And she shook her head and said no. So I, I'm, I'm hoping turkey time doesn't, or turkey salad doesn't, or Sunday salad doesn't get hit. So I'm, I'm hoping. But also this weekend, I uh, I was shooting. I went out, I went, I went, I went out and shooting. Uh, just uh, just wanted to break in some of the, the guns. I, t- I took off the scope off lawn, and I was just practicing with some new ammunition, and I just really wanted to br- br- break it in after hunting season just to see where I was, uh, where, where they stood and how much I needed to clean them. And, and I heard this noise. It sounded like this moose was walking in the marsh and that was behind this outdoor range, and it sounded like doom, 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 doom. I had no idea what it was, but it kept going off in the same position. And so after I was done shooting, I decided to climb over the, the, the mound and I was looking around and I just heard this doom, 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 doom. And I saw a heron. I don't, I don't think it was a greater blue heron. I don't know what it was, but I knew, I know it wasn't one of the smaller ones. It was still the same size, but it was like doing this whole neck thing. And something in his chest was making this, this, this deep noise. It was this gorgeous, long lasting noise. Just doom, 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 doom. Doom doom, and then there's another one like a hundred yards away, just going doom doom, doom doom, and I'm like, it was just so amazing to see these herons get freaky, you know, just like doing their freaky thing, their freaky bush thing, you know. They, they were just, they were going at it, you know. It, the, you could hear the sound from like far away, and it was just, it was so beautiful. And I haven't seen anything like that since I'd seen um, uh, <coughs> oh, sorry everybody, starting to, starting to uh, a, a braid of my throw here but uh when i was out west uh there's sage grouse and so the, the sage grouse the males they have these air sacs that just like these air yellow titties that just like they fill with air when they're uh, doing their mating call and they make a, a water drop noise they just go you just you hear over the plains you know early in the morning here like i don't know if you could hear that but just like that the the, the typical water noise they do in cartoons that's it. And it spans miles and miles. And that's how they attract mates. They, they, they call it a lek, L-E-K, if you want to look it up. And so we we watched, we went on a camp and we watched these things. And it's, it's just so gorgeous how birds work. Birds are so such vocal animals. And it's so weird because they're so, either they're so small or like, I mean, a heron's not small at all. Neither is sage grouse, at least compared to like, 
a songbird, but it, it's amazing what they have the capability to. I don't know whether it's because their bones are hollow and they have some sort of like speaker system built into that, but it's just always so impressive to see how um, gloriously loud birds can be, and just the, it's amazing the sounds they can make. Like we we as humans can only make so many sounds. I mean, there's some amazingly talented people out there, but like. On, on, like to to be heard over miles without an echo or without like the use of a uh, speakerphone and stuff. It that's that, that that's a really just insane ability to have. And I mean, some people say that I have that myself. How loud I am, but I I don't I don't, I don't catch I, I don't I don't take stock in that. But um, hold on, everybody. Sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, and uh. I remember last year, my wife and I, we were um, we were walking at another little nature place, and and she's afraid of birds. I mean, she's afraid of like getting like touched by birds, and like I mean, I get it. They kind of swerve in your face and stuff, especially if they you know have food and stuff and the wings. And I'll have her explain that more. And she, she, I mean, she's not a wuss by any means, not at all. She just she just got 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 something with birds. I don't know what it is. I mean, a lot of people do, so I don't blame her at all. But we were in this point point at this trail and there were chickadees just swarming everywhere. There's black hat chickadees, the black and white birds, and they're just glorious, gorgeous. I love them. I've always loved them. You know, some of my favorite birds. And, and, uh, I remember at one point I stuck my fingers out, just having fun. Cause one was like watching me and he flew up and he landed on my fingers. And I felt like snow white for like about five minutes. I was like, this is amazing. And he's pecking at me looking for food. And, and it, it was such a, like a just a special moment for me, and my wife was so enthralled. She was just like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! Like you're a Disney princess, you finally did!" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, I, I I've done it. I finally had a bird give me affection in some sort of way, even if it's not really affection, like an intention. I, I have now mastered the art of nature." And so I was out at another trail by myself writing my book, and. For whatever reason, I thought, you know, since I'm Snow White now, let me just go see if I can see this uh, blackbird, uh, uh, red-winged blackbird will, bird will, uh, will will attach to me. And so I was whistling, I was holding my fingers out, and this guy comes behind me, and he's like, oh, hey, do you see any chickadees? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, chick- you know, like ch- chickadees, they, they, they commonly land on people's fingers and look for food. It's a common thing. And so I was so disappointed, people. Like, I was so sad and i said oh yeah i saw one come away but it, it was gone and i didn't tell my real plan he's like okay he walked off and I, I was i was so just besides myself i was like i'm not special again i'm not special snow white is forever gone but i am convinced that that one chickadee had some sort of past relevance to one of my ancestors so i'm still special people stay special you know speaking of being special um that's kind of i guess the whole point of me talking about you know, this wildlife and these occurrences is that like it, it's it. I feel so incredibly blessed and so fortunate to, you know, have these such personal encounters with with wildlife and, you know, growing up out west, you know, having it be such a special treat to see deer and especially to see moose or even antelope, which, which I've seen before. And, you know, though I kind of took it for granted, but then coming at, being able to come out east and seeing the stark difference of not just types of wildlife but abundance as well and to really be in uh immersed into it you know and it's it's just so interesting that in a in a, in a world that we're we're now so isolated from nature you know we have trees we have these small animals we have deer and, and all that but like we're still you know we're, we're living in worlds of our own you know manufacturing i, I don't mean as individual more as in just uh you know from from uh, industrialization, you know, just of, of mankind's building. We've, we've, we've built upon, 
you know, this this earth, these, you know, concrete clad scabs almost that we that we live on and we and we revolve around and you know, we, we're no longer in the age where we're truly independent from one another either. We're not there, there's nothing that we that we own in this world or make you know or, or have, I shouldn't say have, not make that isn't made by somebody else that isn't made by a complete stranger in a factory somewhere or something. I mean, there's lots of things that we do make ourselves, you know, art or, you know, a lot of people do make their own things or they get something like a car and they, they build it themselves and they have, you know, they have that accountability and, and that, uh, and, and that personal interaction with it, which is great. But if we want to live, lead the life of, um, uh, of, of the standard of living that we have now, it's, it's, it's impossible, it, you know, for technology and stuff, we, we don't have that ability anymore. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that when one looks at wildlife, no matter what, where it is in person or on, uh, their, their, on their internet or their technology, that it's, it, it's such a s- separate thing from our personal life and that we still view it as such, you know, we don't, we still view it as such a, a, a beautiful thing. We, we're still hardwired to, hardwired to be um in tune with that and to think about that uh, about wildlife and the natural world and to be connected to it even if it's just for consumption or anything you know everybody loves wildlife everybody has you know is impacted by it everyone has an experience and an opinion that you know they they grew for themselves and you know it's 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 so special that we still you know even though we're isolated from it we still understand and the wildlife is still somewhat untouched by you know, our culture, you know, we, we, we're still adapting wildlife into our culture, whereas, you know, it's not really adopting into us. The only thing that we're doing is essentially just screwing up their existence and their, and their habitat. So there's that, but, you know, and I really hope that, you know, we continue to cherish wildlife. I, I continue to think, you know, eat, eat, whether you want to hunt them or not, or you want, you know, just them to be on their own and live. I, th- I think the interest in wildlife is such a special and unique and important thing to have. And, you know, I'll never discourage anybody from wanting to learn or wanting to love or, you know, support animals and that, you know, they're the love of my life. I want to study them. I want to go into school and study them. And, you know, wildlife, you know, they've been my entire life. Everything that I've ever done has been, you know, for, at least for fun, has been centered around them at some point. And, you know, I've, you know, just love to walk through the woods and, and read how they live and where they live. It's it's so special to me, especially. And I know that there's so many more people that that love them more just as much as I do. And, you know, I really hope that we can all come together as a culture and, put that together, you know, put, put work together towards it. And I think we're, I think we started to do a great job. I think we started to really get into it. And there's a lot of things in hunting that are going wrong and going this and that even, uh, you know, in legislation about just in general protecting animals and wild lands where they live on and stuff. But I think, I think as a culture, I think as a mindset, I think we're all getting really similarly minded and, and getting, and, uh, we're, we're bridging the gaps between, between the, the the separate thinkings, even though they're the same, but just the separate ideals, and and I just, I just really hope we continue to do that, and I really hope that you guys have liked my stories. I really like. I hope that you guys, you know, enjoy listening to me speak about this, and you know, leave a leave a comment, leave a leave a review, leave anything you want to to let me know what I'm how I'm doing. You know, I don't I don't care if it's good or bad. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you to make me sound good if I'm not. So, um, I, I really hope that uh, I can keep bringing stuff like this to you guys and that we can continue on. And I'm going to sign out now and, you know, I, I hope you guys enjoy the new day and, you know, just as, as usual, do something noteworthy, even if it's just to yourself.